Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Is it too late to change my marriage? So a lot of guys will ask this question from a couple of different standpoints. One might be like, is my marriage too far gone to save it? But another really common one is, you know, hey, you know, I've been married 20, 30, 40 years. You know, these patterns, they've been there a long time. You know, can things really change? Can it really be different if it's been this way for so long? Um, <clears throat> and so I'm going to explain to you why it totally is possible, how I've had clients that have been married you know, 30 plus years that have shifted things so fast and how that's possible. So, um, it's not too late. There are some exceptions and I'll get into that. Um, but my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins for the week from guys that are in my love intimacy and legacy program. So you know, these past couple weeks, I've just gotten these emails and been talking with a few of the wives that are just so grateful for the changes that they're seeing in their, in their husband. You know, they like, can't believe it. Things are happening so fast. They, you know, they've tried counseling, they've tried all these other things and they're finally seeing a change because of coming through this program. And again, the reason why it works so well is we're really rewiring your brain, right? We're taking your negative patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. We're identifying all the ones that are negative and unattractive replacing those with attractive, positive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. Then we're repeating those until that's your new habit, until you can't get it wrong. That's why this program, it just cannot fail. Okay. It really rewires your brain to be a strong, attractive guy in line with Christian principles. So it just cannot fail. And it doesn't, if you come in and do the work, it doesn't fail. Okay. So again, and the proof's in the pudding, right? The, 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 even the wives are just reaching out and saying, Hey, like, thank you for the things that are happening. And the other thing that happens is these wives, they're inspired to take more responsibility themselves. Like, wow, you know, I'm seeing these changes in my husband and now that makes me want to improve and, and make changes. You know, wives, they've, they're just stepping into, you know, that as the guys allow them to feel more free and like see the type of man that they can be, it makes them want to also be better women. And it's just a really powerful thing, especially again, as we're both trying to follow Christ in our lives, right? And as we're living more Christ-like, as more Christ-like men in our marriages, guys, it's just, it's powerful, right? It, it, it We're leading in a very powerful way. Okay. Guys are getting more increased mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy in their marriages, even after years of resentment and, you know, bad habits and low sex and all of that, right? They're turning it around after infidelity, all of that. Uh, guys are prioritizing their wives more. So I've been focusing on that myself lately. It's been just awesome, right? Super powerful. Um, so a few weeks ago, if you, if you're a regular follower, it said we my wife and I were going through a period of disconnection and she kind of shared with me, Hey, you know, I'm, re- I'm not really feeling like a priority. The truth was, you know, it's funny, right? My, my business, what I do for a living is help guys have better marriages. And sometimes I get overly focused on these other guys and kind of lose focus on making sure my wife's a priority. So she kind of brought that up and I saw, Hey, you know, she's right. And really stepped into more of the things I teach about, you know, kind of asking her, okay, like, how can I help? What's going on? Really making her that most important person in my life. Cause she is, um, 
but she wasn't feeling it. And I was glad she told me. And then the truth was my thoughts weren't there as much as they could have been. So refocusing has been really powerful. It's just been fun. And so we're, we're reconnected. We're feeling great mentally, emotionally, sexually, all that's back. And it's great. So these things work, right? And there's going to be periods of disconnection and just be open to feedback from each other on it. Okay. So, but if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, Mike, but Hey, you know, the, this podcast episode, I listened because you said maybe it's too late. Right. So what you're worried about is, you know, Hey, maybe this has gone on too long, right? We tried counseling. It didn't work, right? We've tried all these things. I've listened to books. I've, I'm listening to your podcast. You know, I'm seeing some change, but it's not changing all the way. Right. It's just not working or, Hey, look, Mike, we've been married 20, 30, 40 years. Can our patterns really change? I mean, look, we're in this rut. We've been, we've done this for so long. Can it really change? So, you know, with that, there's kind of two questions. One is, can I change? But then the other question is, well, if I change, is my wife going to change? Right. So like, if it will, it work, if I'm the only one that's going to change, if I'm the only one trying, is it really going to work? Okay. These are the things I run into with guys all the time. They worry about this stuff and it's understandable. Okay. So let's go through them. All right. So if you're worried, like, Hey, I tried counseling and it didn't really work. Okay. Marriage counseling itself, it doesn't really have a great track record. So depending on the statistics you look at, you'd be up to like 80% of couples are the same or worse off after counseling. And there, there's a reason for this. You know, part of that is it, it does depend on who you go see, right? What's their skill level? What's their experience level? What's their approach, right? So a, a lot of, a lot of couples therapy is focused on these communication skills. Okay. So just learn how to talk better, right? Just learn how to express your feelings better. You know, that's what they'll say. Okay. So like, I, I feel this way when you don't take out the trash, I feel neglected. Right. And then the other person is supposed to say, Oh, right. Like you feel neglected when I do that. Okay. Now there's some benefit to that, but the problem is when it's isolated, right? When it's just learning to say the right words, it does not work because what you're thinking and feeling is what actually matters, right? So you can say, hey, when you take out the trash, I feel sad, right? But you can really be thinking to yourself, hey, you're an idiot. I hate you. You never do anything that I ask, right? And if that's the thought going on, you're feeling just like rage and resentment towards your wife, let's say, like those feelings are so unattractive and they're never going to attract your wife to you, okay? So it just doesn't work. So the other, they also focus a lot on validation. Oh, hey, like you're supposed to say, uh, oh yeah, you know, it makes you feel sad. Okay. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel sad when you do that. You just reflect it back, but you're not actually getting into their experience at all. Right. You're not actually trying to like get into her shoes. You're just kind of learning this skill again, this validation skill. And again, like, even if you don't agree with it, that's the other thing, right? So, oh yeah, of course that makes you sad. Even though in your head, you're like, that's so stupid. That should not make you sad, right? I didn't take the trash out. Who cares, right? If that's all the stuff you're thinking, but your words are, oh, like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, that makes you sad. <laughs> like maybe every now and then your wife might be so desperate for like anything that sounds kind of like validation. She'll sort of agree. But at the end of the day, it's our feelings and our intentions that come across, right? The other thing that a lot of couples therapy does is it focuses on trade-offs, right? Okay. If I do this for you, then you need to do this for me right? Here's what I want you to do. Do the dishes, make money for our house, you know, validate all my feelings. Okay. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll try that. But then if I do that, I want you to, you know, um, take care of the kids and have sex with me whenever I want. Right. And so 
you can kind of negotiate a little trade there, but it's very easy to say, okay, well, hey, you said you'd have sex with me whenever I want. Yesterday you said no, so now I'm not going to take the trash out anymore, or now I'm not going to pay for anything in the house. You know, it's very easy to step into it that way. Okay. So again, that's why these things don't, don't work, right? When you focus on communication skills, you just get better at expressing your frustration instead of doing something about it. Okay. Like you're not actually addressing the problems in your mind about like, why am I so resentful? Why am I so angry? Can, do I need to adjust my thinking there? Or do I need to just like make an actual request and be clear on what I want with my husband or my wife, right? I'm talking to guys here. So mainly about your wife, right? So instead of like, Oh, Hey honey, like you say no to sex a lot. And that makes me feel sad. Your wife's like, yeah, I'm not attracted to you. And that's what she's thinking. Right. Or maybe she's like, you know what? Yeah, I want to, but I just don't feel like it a lot. But the, the reason is right. You're just not behaving in an attractive way. Right. Okay. So again, focus on validation, right? The, couples therapy often will say that, oh, just validate her feelings, just validate her feelings, right? So, oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, you feel angry. But again, a lot of times you don't actually agree, right? But they're kind of telling you to, so it's out of integrity. Again, the the basis of what make a marriage work are trust, communication, and intimacy. So trust means your wife can trust you to take care of her mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, right? It also means she can trust you to manage your own emotions right? So you're not making her responsible for making you feel a certain way, right? This is where couples therapy just misses it a lot, right? They want you to be in charge of your wife's emotions. They want your wife to be in charge of your emotions, but it's impossible. And so when they start focusing on that, you know, oh, just make her happier, just make her happier, right? You're making her sad. No, it's none of that, right? You're both responsible for your own emotions, right? But you're also responsible for behaving in a way that you can be proud of, right? That doesn't have anything to do with her emotions, okay? So again, it's 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 that balance, right? Of saying, okay, I'm not responsible for your emotions. What I'm responsible for is behaving in a way that I believe is right and I, I can be proud of, right? Because sometimes you're not going to agree with your wife and that's fine, right? In fact, that's important and that's what makes a marriage exciting and brings passion, right? Is when you don't agree on things and diversity, right? And all of that. So yeah, you want to like, let's say, you know, we, we've had this experience, like how do we want to really worship God and Jesus in our home and to teach our kids, right? And we've had different opinions of that over the years, but as we both have tried to live very true to that, it's been really amazing as we both kind of learn from each other and grown and really come closer to Christ because of it, like those different perspectives and you know, being able to teach our kids those things. Right. And it was in those disagreements that really we were both able to grow and learn from each other. So again, like, but, but if we were just focused on validation, oh yeah, I validate your feelings. You want it this way. Oh yeah. I validate your feelings. You want it that way. Then you're both kind of like in your heads, like, well, now what, what do we do? Or you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm saying I validate your feelings, but really I think that's dumb. You know, that's a lot of times what happens in these couples therapy. And that's why it doesn't work. Right. And focusing on trade-offs, we we know why this doesn't work because you can easily feel ripped off. So like uh, his needs, her needs, great example, right? It's like, well, well, just understand what your wife needs and give it to her, right? And she's supposed to give it to you. To some extent, that's true. But the problem is, again, you just feel so justified as soon as your wife stops doing what she quote unquote is supposed to be doing, you feel 100% justified to not do anything you said you would do right? And so it just falls apart totally. 
Okay. So that's why counseling doesn't often work. Okay. So what do you do instead? Instead of communication skills, you need to understand your own thoughts that are generating your frustration and manage and change those. Okay. We learn how to do that expertly in my program. Okay. That's, this is the biggest thing. We manage our own thoughts and beliefs. We manage our own emotions. Okay. So we're not making our wife responsible for all that. Okay. So for example, here's a really quick way you can prove this to yourself that this works. So when you think to yourself, oh, my wife doesn't do enough for me. She doesn't do what I want. You know, how does that feel? Whiny, resentful, angry, right? That feeling is horribly, first of all, it feels awful. And then it's terribly unattractive to her. She doesn't want to be around someone that's whiny and all that, right? So, and again, the mosquito cycle will shift into like, okay, well, I want her to do more. So what, what I should do is do more for her so that she'll in turn do more for me, right? So you start doing more for her, then she doesn't do more for you, you get mad, right? That's the mosquito cycle. Then you feel bad for getting mad and then you start doing that stuff again, doing the nice things again, okay? But it's all fueled from this belief. My wife doesn't do enough for me and she should be doing more for me, right? Versus if you shift your thoughts to, hey, actually my wife does a lot for me right? And then you start building evidence in your brain for that. Hey, you know what? Yesterday she, you know, got me a cookie. She, uh, you know, takes care of the kids. I really value that. You know, she sends me messages. She, you know, whatever, right? When you start looking for what she does for you, you can start finding it. Okay. And then how does that feel? Feels good. Feels loving towards her. Feels appreciative towards her. Do those feelings feel good? Yeah. Are they attractive? Yes. Very. Okay. So that's how it works, right? The other thing we need to do is like get clear on what you want and ask for it instead of just complaining, right? Um, honey, you never do anything for me. Whiny, right? Doesn't nothing, right? Instead, be like, hey, you know, I'd really like it if you, you know, this is a request I made of my wife this week, right? Hey, you know, if you could pray that my business will, my calls will go well this week, that would mean a lot to me, right? So I asked specifically for something I wanted, right? Instead of like, oh, you never care about me, just say, here's what I would like right? That's strong and that's powerful, right? And a lot of times when we make a clear request, our wife will appreciate it. The other thing we have to do, right, is identify all the ways you're being unattractive to your wife. This is another thing most couples counseling will miss, right? They don't focus on this at all. They're just like, oh, express your feelings, tell each other, right? No, you got to figure out, hey, your wife's not attracted to you because you are thinking, feeling, and acting in ways that are really unattractive, okay? She doesn't want to be around that. Okay, and that's what we are very good at in this program is identifying all that stuff. And that's why it works so well. Okay. And then you need to do what you believe is right as a husband, even if your wife does not quote unquote, keep up her end, right? So if you believe your job as a husband is to provide financially for your family, then you do it no matter what your wife's doing, right? If you believe that your responsibility as a husband is to really like think about and value and cherish your wife, do it. Even if she doesn't do it back, right? Like the biggest test of a Christian is, are you going to, you know, love your enemies? Not the wife is an enemy, but like bless them that curse you. Maybe your wife's cursing you right now because of stuff you've done. It's possible, but you need to love her anyway, because that's who you want to be. Okay. That's the ultimate test of a Christian. That's what's hard, but what is also very attractive and also feels very good to you is actually following Christ. And that's what will work. Okay. Because a lot of people too, they'll be like, well, oh, you should just leave her then. She's not doing anything for you. No, like you've got to identify all the negative stuff you're doing. You got to get rid of it. You've got to identify how you want to be. You got to start acting that way. Then if you've sustained that for like a year and your wife is still like treating you horribly or whatever, now, okay, now you can start thinking about, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't the best relationship. Maybe the way that she's treating me is not going to work, but you've got to get rid of all your negative stuff first. 
That has to happen first, okay? So again, you identify the negative, unattractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. And look, if you've been married 20, 34 years, you've probably got a lot of them and you've probably hurt your wife a ton of times. And so we've got to identify, bring all those up. We do that in an apology letter. It's really powerful, okay? We need to replace them with positive, attractive thoughts, feelings, and actions. And then we need to repeat them until you can't get it wrong. Because look, 20, 30, 40 years of marriage, you have old patterns that have run probably millions of times in your brain. And there really is like wiring. There are circuits in your brain, electrical circuits. Okay. So we have to identify those. We have to create new ones. And your brain's still going to want to go to those old patterns kind of naturally. So what we do to combat that is we do mental rehearsals to create the new patterns. Okay. Luckily, it's not going to take you millions of times. What I tell guys 20 times a day in the program, that's pretty much enough. All right. So, you know, my job is a coach, right? So if you were to work with me, I call myself a marriage coach. You know, what's a coach's job? Coach's job is to help his team win games. That's his job, right? You know, lately I've become a big fan of Nick Saban, you know, one of the best football coaches of all time. Uh, they lost this week. So that was sad for me, but and this is, he made a bunch of like uh, errors. So I'm sure he is, um, you know, trying to hone in on this idea with them about, uh, you know, practicing until you can't get it wrong. But, um, you know, again, coach's job is to help his team win games. And so my job as a coach is to help you win games. So what's, what's the, what's the game, right? The game is your interactions with your wife. Okay. And how do you win those games? You win those by behaving in a way that you can be proud of. Right. So that's what we're trying to do consistently behave in ways that we can be proud of that we can point it, have our kids look at us and say, Hey, like, that's how I should act. Right. Or that's how, you know, for your sons, like, this is how I want you to act as a husband. And for your daughters, like, Hey, this is how I want your husband to treat you. Okay. So if you can do that, you have one a hundred percent, right. It doesn't matter what your wife's reaction is. Just so happens that when you take that approach, your wife is like these wives are saying, she wants to step up. She wants to be better. She is more attracted to you. That's what typically happens. Okay. And if it doesn't, and you're genuinely behaving in a way that you can be proud of and you feel is consistent with Christian values, then yeah, maybe that marriage and relationship is not going to work long-term. But again, you've got to like, you've got to do these things first. Guys will want to jump there before they you know, really get rid of all their negative stuff first. Okay. We've got to do that first and sustain these changes for a long time. Okay. So again, if the, if your concern is, Hey, I've been married 20, 30, 40 years, right? So you definitely have bad patterns in your marriage, hundred percent, if it's not where you want it to be. And it's very normal to fear that you can't change them. Very normal. Oh man, you know, it's been so long. I just, I don't know if I can do it. Right. So here's the truth. As long as you can think you can change. Okay. The way that you feel in your marriage depends on the way that you think and believe. Fortunately, as long as you have control over your thoughts, look, if you have dementia, it's, it's going to be hard, right? It's probably not going to work. But if you don't, and you can think clearly, if you have like a severe mental illness, like extreme depression, extreme anxiety, like if you're in a psychiatric hospital, so I, I worked in psychiatric hospitals for, for a long time. So some people in there, they couldn't apply this stuff, right? And that, that was a big reason why I actually shifted and started doing this work because this is much more rewarding to me. Um, but as long as you can think clearly, like you can 100% change. You know, some of the people I worked with couldn't, and that's sad and it's hard, right? 
and maybe that's your situation. But if you're listening to this podcast, it pretty much is not right. Someone with a clear mind probably would not be enjoying a podcast. Right. Um, so look, as long as you can think you can change hundred percent. So let's prove it to yourself right now. So let's say someone cuts you off on the road. Okay. So I worked with veterans at, at, uh, who had PTSD who were coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, they interpreted someone cutting them off on the road as like, Hey, this, this guy's trying to kill me and my family, you know, and that made sense from their experiences. Right. And so the feeling that they had was anger, right? The action they took, maybe they chased this guy down and kind of did sort of wild stuff. But like, even if, even if you don't go that extreme, like if someone cuts you off on the road and you're like, oh man, this guy, what a jerk, right? You start feeling angry towards them. This guy doesn't respect me, right? He's so selfish. You know, so you start feeling angry towards that person. Okay. But let's take a different approach. So let's say someone cuts you off on the road, but instead, you know, first of all, you don't know anything about this person. So, you know, you get to choose what you think about them. So let's say this time you choose to think, Hey, look, maybe this guy has an injured kid in the car. Maybe he's just trying to get to the hospital. Right. So now how do you feel? Probably compassion. Maybe you're even trying to help this guy. Hey, like, let me, I wonder if there's something I can do to help this guy get to the hospital. Right. So, or maybe he's just having a bad day. Right. Or whatever. Right. It can, as, and the feeling it shifts immediately. Right. That's the power of this. So when we get control of our thoughts, it generates new feelings. Okay. And we need to figure that out, right? Adjust that thinking and also learn to manage our emotions. So if our emotions get really high, like in the moment, sometimes we can't make that shift. We have to really think about it. And again, practice, right? When we're not in the heat of the moment, in the heat of the moment, we have to learn, Hey, let's take some breaths and calm down. Right. So look, you can use these same principles with your wife, right? You can change your thinking patterns. So let's say you've got 20 years believing that your wife owes you sex because you're married, right? And you might say, Oh, I don't really think that, but probably you do. (laughs) There's probably some of that. If you're a Christian guy, like, Hey, like I committed to her. So she kind of owes that to me uh, because I'm not going outside of the marriage. So the feeling you feel owed sex, which is not attractive, right? So let's say you decide to change that belief, right? Hey, you're going to change it to, I want to have sex with my wife because she's beautiful and I love her. I want this to be part of our marriage, right? So the feeling there is desire for her passion, right? Love, which is attractive and it feels good to you, right? So then you pair that with the right actions and that's how you create a good connection with your wife. Again, the things that have to come first, right? Her trust and getting good at communication, really listening to her, making requests, setting boundaries, and bringing that fun, flirting, and passion. It goes in that order, okay? So we don't jump straight there in the program because it doesn't really work. You got to build that foundation of trust and communication first, okay? But look, like when you start changing your thinking, it changes fast. Your feelings change immediately. Now your wife will be suspicious, right? And that's again, the hard part. That's where this gets tested. And that's where you have to practice it because you automatically feel, Hey, I actually do feel loving towards my wife. I don't feel owed sex, but she is used to you behaving and thinking that way for so long. You know, she's going to think it's still there, which is normal, natural. So for us, we have to just keep on going forward with, no, this is how I think now. And I, you know, expect you not to believe it. And that's fine. You know, I have to show it to you over time. And that's when she's like, holy cow, like this guy is different. And that's when she steps into 
her wanting to change as well, which is what we'll kind of get into next. You know, one wife, again, 30, 34 years married, she said it's like a magic pill and that she had never seen anyone change as fast as she saw her husband. A lot of wives are saying that, you know, that they're like, man, I can't believe how fast this is working. So, and the, the same gentleman in this particular marriage said, you know, once you see these negative patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting, it's like you can't unsee it. And, you know, he couldn't see himself going back to those old ways because it was so clear to him now how problematic they were. When at first he wasn't aware of them, right? He wasn't really seeing them, but he was able to expose it, see it, change it. And his wife was like, wow, this is a new man, right? And then she wanted to change too, okay? And this is common, right? So again, the bottom line is, guys, so if you're thinking, oh man, we've been married so long, I don't think you can change. It's just not true. As long as you can still think, you can change your marriage and it can change fast. Again, like if you got dementia, you got severe mental illness, you want to get that handled like dementia, that's going to be, that's going to be rough. Right. And probably again, you're, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So that's going on. So, so this brings up the last part, you know, doesn't my wife need to be on board? Right. So it's, it's common. It's common to think that, right. And it's understandable. And a lot of, uh, you know, popular things will tell you that, Oh, like it takes two to tango. You both got to do it. Right. You know, so like, Hey, doesn't it take two to tango? So, what I want to ask you is what feeling does that create for you? Okay. So if you're like, Oh, like, yeah, I can change, but then my wife still might not change. Right. If that's the, this, that's what you're thinking. How do you feel? Right. Probably feel anxious, probably feel hopeless. Right. And those are very unattractive. So again, women and people in general, they're attracted more to feeling states. So again, your feeling here of anxiety and hopelessness, your wife doesn't really want to be around it that much. So what action do you take if you think, oh, my wife needs to change? The action you take is nothing, right? You don't do anything, right? And your intention is basically to wait for your wife to change, which is not a leadership role. You're basically just like saying she's responsible for the change, not you, okay? And the result is you don't change and she doesn't change either, right? So again, it's the way you think that matters and believe that matters, okay? So if your belief is my wife has to change, for this marriage to work. Okay. Basically there's nothing you can even do to make your wife change, or you're going to be doing things in a manipulative way, trying to change her, right. Which is very unattractive again. So what do you need? How do you need to think instead? Because thinking my wife has to change for this to work hundred percent won't work because you won't change. And then she won't change. Right. And so nothing changes. So Here's the thing. It does take two to tango. It takes two people to do a dance, right? But if you start dancing a different dance, right, the tango ends and a new dance is created, okay? And your wife can either choose to jump in in with you on the new dance that you're doing or not, right? And that's fine. So look, it takes two to tango, but you can step out of that tango at any time, right? I talk to the guys about this a lot. If they have like this pattern of communication that's really negative, they can just step out of it, right? and stop their end. And then it just ends, right? The dance ends if you step out of it, right? But again, what happens is you're like, hey, I don't want to do that tango anymore. I want to do disco. <laughs> I want to do hip hop. I want to do foxtrot. I want to do waltz, right? I'm not doing tango anymore. This is what I'm doing, right? So you start leading that dance and now she can follow or not, right? But that's the dance you want to take. And again, drawing this back to what we're really doing, you know, you're like, hey, you know what? I realized that the dance I've been doing is stupid. It's wrong, right? It's unattractive. And I'm going to do a new dance. And because that's who I want to be, that's how I want to show up in the world. And if you want to be part of that, great. 
you know, I, I choose you. I want you to be with me, but you don't have to, right? This is the dance I'm doing. I think it's better. I think it's more fun. And I'd love for you to join me, right? But you don't have to. Okay. So again, as you step into being the man that you want to be, regardless of her decision, right? You're making the new dance. Often she is going to follow. A lot of times she is, as long as you are living according to these principles, right? You manage your thoughts well, you manage your emotions well, you're listening well, you're communicating well, you're bringing fun, flirting, and passion. If you do that stuff and all of that in line with being a man of God, right? Uh, a good Christian man, basing your worth on him, look, 99% of the time she's going to want to follow that. It's just you being consistent in those things, okay? So again, the wives are telling me their husbands are inspiring them to be better women, to be more responsible for their side of the issues, for ending their own, you know, bad habits because their husband said, Hey, look, I'm owning my side and I'm going to step out of it. Right. And then their wife's like, Whoa, maybe I'm doing something wrong too. This is often what happens guys. Okay. Their husband has led them into a new, better dance and a better life and a better relationship. So guys take the lead, Right. It takes two to tango. Stop tangoing. Choose the dance you want, right? And invite your wife to join you in it, okay? All right, so in summary, if you've tried marriage counseling already, there are a lot of reasons that it often fails. You know, too much focus on validation and communication skills, you know, uh, that if you do this, I should do this, right? That that kind of contract basis. All of that just doesn't work because there's not enough time focusing on managing your own thoughts and emotions, separating who's responsible for their emotions, saying, hey, husband, you're responsible for your emotions. Wife, you're responsible for your emotions. You're not responsible for each other's emotions, right? We want to focus on making clear requests, having intimate communication, and more than anything, right? Looking at how am I being really unattractive to my wife, right? Getting rid of those negative, unattractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting, replacing them with the positive patterns and repeating those till you can't get it wrong. Nobody else is doing this. That's why mine is working better than anything else, okay? So even better than anything I've ever done, right? This just works. So the other thing, if you're like, hey, man, it's been 20, 30, 40 years. And um, look, it, I get it. You know, you have bad patterns. But if you can still think, you can change the way that you feel and act in your marriage. Okay. You just, you can't, right? If you don't have dementia, if you don't have like a serious mental illness that impairs your ability to think, if you don't have schizophrenia, right? Or like severe depression to the point that like you can barely move, right? You can do this, right? So, and again, I've worked with people like that. These things do exist. So if that's you get that kind of help first, right? So that you can be in a more clear thinking space. But if you're listening to this, that's probably not you. So, you know, you can change. If you can think clearly, uh, if you can think well enough to write down what you're thinking, like you can change hundred percent. So don't think it's too late. As long as you can think it's not too late. And again, don't wait for your wife to change, right? Don't think it takes two to tango, change the dance, man. Like take the lead. So nothing's going to change if you think that way. Oh, my wife has to change, right? So I'm going to wait for her to change. It basically paralyzes you into doing nothing, which is very unattractive and it feels terrible. Okay. So be the leader and your wife will likely follow. She wants a better marriage too. She really does. All right. So if you want to do this, you want to identify and eliminate your negative patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. Replace them with positive, attractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. Repeat those till you can't get it wrong so you have an outstanding marriage and create that legacy for your family to follow. Come join me in love, intimacy, and legacy. Okay, this is for high-achieving, professionally successful Christian men who want those things. 
right? And who are willing to put in the work about an hour to an hour and a half a day to really make those adjustments and make a significant financial investment to do that. All right. So if that's you, head over to strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Go click on work with me. You'll schedule a call and then fill out an application. And we'll review that application on our call. All right, men, stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.